0: Sullivan testing the Portuguese. You know, I like to be fit and healthy, so the best way I know is to just get out there and run.
1: Running was an outlet for me
0: to, I guess, feel good about myself and, and take out some of the angers that were going on in my life.
2: Sonia O'Sullivan is going to take the world title back
0: to
1: Ireland. It's week seven of the Road to Cove 2024. Sonia has been carefully devising the training plan each week. You guys have been following it along with our squad of hand-picked listeners, and even though we're about to kick for home, it's very normal to have a little dip in motivation. Today, we're going to get the advice from the GOAT on how to navigate a training funk, and she will also answer some of the brilliant questions provided by our squad on paces, speed work, hill training, heart rate zones, and more. Later on, we'll announce the winners of the trip to the Fota Island 5 Star Hotel and Spa, for the early bird entrance to the Cove 10 Miler, we'll get a great running book recommendation from Sonia, and we will chat about my calamitous training for the London City Marathon on April 21st. But first, Sonia, how are things over there in America?
0: Uh, Good. Yeah, not too bad here. We're getting, yeah, busy back into training kind of between indoor and outdoor seasons. So yeah, athletes are trying to have a little bit of a break and trying not to have a break.
1: And, and what what's your day-to-day look like there at the moment? Like, is it is it all track work? Um, no,
0: it can depend on the day, actually. So actually, yesterday was... Uh, <laughs> I had to drop one of the athletes to the airport yesterday. So that was a, a light work day for me. Um, yeah. And then the intention was to get back for the track session. But that didn't really happen because there was a massive downpour of rain and sleet like freezing rain Really, it's miserable so then I actually took my time so I didn't have to go stand (laughs) at the track
1: yeah I guess I I always have the image of spring over there being so beautiful but it's not really spring yet there is it
0: it's actually it's getting close I was in Seattle on the weekend and somehow even though it's three hours north of here so I suppose it would be like as if I was in Cork and it's up in Dublin and Mm. you know you would see I suppose, weather differences there at times. And um, in Seattle, it can actually be a bit brighter up there. You see the sun a bit more, I think. And they have a lot of blossoms come on their trees in the springtime. And this past weekend, you could just about see some of them coming out. So it was really, really nice. So Mm. hopefully I'll get back up there again in a couple of weeks' time and see it is
1: amazing right that little difference in location the change that it makes like i obviously would have been in london a lot uh, the last while and just it's so much brighter here in ireland i'm obviously on tour i was in nace and ennis last weekend bray and bristol the week before bitterly cold in bristol and then beautifully bright here so i'm juggling the training and the tour and it, honestly Sonny, it's so hard like i i, I mean I don't, I, I'll talk about it later on. But in Ennis, I managed to meet last year's winner of the Cove 10. Jake O'Regan showed up <laughs> at the show in Glore. <laughs> and Jake presented we, me with my favorite thing his club singlet. I got his singlet. Uh, and uh, he came to the show, loved the show. And I suggested that maybe we should have grabbed an easy run together. And then I kind of pulled myself up and went, Well, what is your easy pace, Jake? <laughs> <laughs> my easy pace at the moment is like 605, right? Which is ridiculous. But it's all part of this low heart rate training that we've been doing. Guess what his was? I'll give you I'll give you three guesses.
0: Oh, per kilometer, it would probably be kilom- about four minutes.
1: Yeah, dead on. He was like, 340 to 4 minutes is my easy pace. I was like, that's you just messing around, just like chatting away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like jake that's the fastest i've ever run in my life (laughs) i mean that's me trying to break 20 just so funny to to hear that gulf indifference uh but he is obviously injured he can't take part in the cove 10 this year but he's gonna come down who do you do you have any big names or anyone along the lines of a jake o'regan anyone you're excited about coming to the the race this year
0: um, not anybody yet. I was in touch with Eva Cleary last week, um, oh, yeah. winner of the national half marathon last year. Mm. And she's yep. a bit of a character. She's yeah. interesting, full of energy. So I think she's yeah, headphones on. Yeah. She's going to bring a bit of color <laughs> to the race. I think she's uh, great. Um, She's definitely keen and interested and um, talking about coming down with a friend and making a weekend of it. So,
1: Brilliant. Well, we'll have to get a chat with her. I mean, I've been, I have been I have in touch with her on Instagram. Uh, so we'll have a chat with Eva Cleary closer to the race day or maybe on the day. I want to give a shout out to the recce run that uh, Pete Howie has organized. And you are more than welcome to go along to it. Second of March, that's this Saturday, meeting at 10 a.m. at the Cove 10 start line, which is... Right at the Little Learner's Child Care in Cove, I'm told. You can find that on Google Maps. Very easy. Great opportunity to experience the picturesque course with the pressure off. Easy pace to suit everybody. And also, Sonia, give you an idea of yeah the, the much fabled hills and how they're not that bad. You know, you're... I, I think a recce run around this course is a brilliant idea and fair play to Pete for arranging it. Are you on board with that? Um,
0: yeah, it's great. And actually, the weather for Saturday looks pretty good. There's a At the moment, anyway, I know these things change regularly, but at the moment, the sun is looking at, peeking out of the clouds. So it could lovely. be a nice scenic run around Cove. And it is lovely to do it as yeah. a recce and have a chat. And, you know, you get the chance to stop and take a picture and, yeah, talk about the different things and... Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Remove the nerves as well because exactly, there can yeah. be a certain amount of nerves, particularly if it's your first 10-miler. Uh Pete says there will be the obligatory coffee and picture alongside Sonia's statue in Cove afterwards. It's getting very exciting, Sonia. I mean week 7, very much the brow of the hill if the race prep was a hill. We're really scaling the hill, but it is like I said at the top of the show, it's quite normal, isn't it, around that time? To maybe experience a little lull in motivation. What would you say to somebody who's feeling that little bit of, ah, oh, the, the excitement's gone now and just feeling a little dip?
0: Well, um I mean, uh, when you say week seven, you know, or each week, as we say which week it is, I always think, oh, how many weeks to go? And, you know, I, I kind of know, but <laughs> because I do these programs week by week, mm. I have a general idea where we're heading, but, um, You know, I don't look too far down the track and that's why I don't give out a whole monthly plan because then people start getting ahead of themselves and looking Mm -hmm. at what's to come and that can influence what's going on this week. So, yeah, I mean, I think the main thing is just to take it week by week, but then also day by day. And, Mm. you know, of course, you're going to have some days where they're not going to be, you're not going to be feeling fantastic and you do question, how am I feeling today or why am I feeling like this? And, and when you do weeks upon weeks of training and being up to week seven, a lot of people will have accumulated a lot of fatigue in their legs Mm. and, and in their heads, you know, it's like, oh, we're still going again. (laughs) And, (laughs) (laughs) but, you know, I think it's these next two weeks are probably the ones that are the the hardest. And then it's Mm. kind of like about a three week countdown to the finish. And there's that final tapering week. There's the, you know, you're planning to go to Cove and then you're getting closer to looking what the weather is going to be like on race week and, you know, planning everything around that. So, yeah, I think hang in there for the next two weeks and, you know, allow yourself, you know, if it's getting a bit difficult, allow yourself to back off a little bit, allow yourself to run a little bit less, a little bit slower, you know, you there's a lot of work being done. So sometimes you do need a bit of a down week.
1: Mm, and it may there's, not be there's always a...
0: scheduled in because, you know, we're always building, building, building to, you know, this kind of final downhill um, taper into the final week. Mm. But sometimes in the middle of a program, you do need a bit of a quiet week. and there, And there's room to do that. Like there's plenty of places in here where, you know, it's an easy run or a recovery day. Easy run or arrest. Um, I was thinking about something the other day, if, um, I think if you miss a session, like not to worry about it, actually, it's, in, it's to do with one of our questions here. Um, we'll get to in a minute about yeah. long- run paces. And you know, sometimes that can be influenced by what you've done in the days be- leading up to the long run. And mm-hmm. if you've had a pretty heavy week, then the long-run pace is pretty slow. And you just take your time. You go easy as you like. But if you have missed a session or you've missed a few runs during the week, then that made the opportunity to, you know, get a bit of quality in the long run and break it up and, you know, add a little bit of variety in there.
1: Yeah, I mean, you've said a bunch there. I, I love the self-kindness that's built into your training plan um, and probably something that I, I I never really picked up on in, when we first started training together, because I was so intent upon impressing you. And that must be a problem when you give somebody a training plan that they're like, I want Sonia to be proud of me. When in fact, you'd be really proud if they were making smart choices uh, like the ones you're saying, like taking the rest day rather than the easy run. Uh, that thing you mentioned at the end there of, so you missed a session during the week, you want to maybe incorporate a little bit of speed into the, into the long run and that like that changing what's on paper we've mentioned it a few times that we can be so stuck to what the letter of the words are when in fact you know your body doesn't work like that does it it doesn't work on paces it's it's an organic thing and it is affected by mood menstrual cycle uh you know what's happening at work and uh, you you kind of got to get good at listening, right? That that's kind of what you're asking them to do is to listen. Well, what is my body giving me, and what have I taken from it this week?
0: Well, with a, with every training program, there's two pages. There's you know what what you what what's listed for you to do, and then what you actually do, and and they shouldn't be the same. They should definitely be different. So mm. you know you the what what's listed for you to do is a guide. And you stick to that as much as you can, but you also can adapt it uh, as you need to. And then you write that down. So when you go back, like it's always great to go back and look over a training program of what the athletes actually do rather than Mm -hmm. what's prescribed for them to do and how they felt doing it. And, you know, the different things during the week that cropped up that maybe influenced how they felt doing it.
1: Yeah, and that's certainly what we got this week when we put out the call to the squad and said, send us a 90-second review of your week and your question for Sonia based on it. We're going to get to that in a minute. But first, I guess you could call this your tip of the week, Sonia. It's a book recommendation. The one and only Frank O'Mara's book, Bend, Don't Break, a memoir of endurance, dropped this week from O'Brien Press. And oh, my God, what a book this is. Frank's been doing the rounds with it. Uh, let's hear your recommendation of it, Sonia. Why did you love this book so much?
0: Um, well, I, ha- I had read a preview of the book um, over a year ago when I went to visit Frank Amar actually in Arkansas in Little Rock. I was flying down to see him and he sent me a link to what he had written so far. And, um, and I read it practically all of it on the flight down there. Now it's a long flight. <laughs> it takes about seven hours to get to Arkansas. Right. And so then just a couple of weeks ago, I was flying to Arkansas again for a track meet, and Frank was flying to Ireland. So I wasn't going to meet him, but he managed to get his book up to me, the finished edition. Um, and I had that for my second trip to Arkansas, <laughs> So I read it on the way down and, you know, sometimes when you've read a book already, you're not sure how you're going to go with it. Like, will you be as um, Mm. committed to reading it or, oh, I've read this before, I skip a few pages here and move on. But no, I actually read it cover to cover um, and I'm generally a pretty slow reader, but I got this one done within the week, which is fairly record pace for me on a book and and I loved it. And, you know, if I could have, I probably would have sat there and just read it right through, which yeah. I think um, Vinny was doing that. I think he was reading it during the week and he said, oh, he said, I can't put it down. And then I said something to him about, oh, I say wait till you get to the last few chapters and you won't want it to end. <laughs> and he said, yeah. well, that might be in a few hours.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing it is-, is it
0: just, you know, it's it's more than... Frank's story as an athlete it's more than his story of dealing with Parkinson's it's just I love how he intertwines his life with his story and how it evolves over the years and and the adventures that he goes on you know he doesn't shy away from you know continuing to try and do things to be excited by stuff and to explore And, and I think that's a lesson for all of us is that we can all get bogged down in the work that we're doing or, you know, if you're an athlete, the training that you're doing. Whereas you have to sometimes just look around you and explore and do more than, more than you know, enough. Just do stuff for yourself sometimes that you can appreciate your surroundings of where you are. And, and I do that a lot now when I travel is, you know, I look up before I go somewhere. What else is there to do around her? You know, I don't want to just be hotel, track, airport. I need more than yeah. now. And, and there's time to do that. And it's important to do that. I think to take yourself away from, you know, the kind of restraints of, of your job or the role that you play and, um, you know, fe- feed your soul <laughs> with the culture yeah. and things around
1: the place. Yeah, well, it's, as I say, the book is out right now. You can get it everywhere. You can, of course, get the ebook. You can get the audio book. It's called Frank O'Mara, Bend, Don't Break, A Memoir of Endurance. It's out by from O'Brien Press. Shout out to Helen Carr for getting in touch with us again about this book. Frank, you know, is just such a big part of your life. You, you know, Sonia, I always remember the extracts from the book when you, your own book where you say that, Frank was the one that tried to convince you to go to Arkansas rather than Villanova on the basis that he said, "Sure, it's so cold in Villanova; the water out of the taps turns to icicles when you're trying to brush your teeth." <laughs> did, you, did you? Like, what was your response when he said that? Did you believe him for a minute even?
0: Um, well, I, I suppose I did consider it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but when I eventually did get to Arkansas, I realized it's bloody cold down there too. Like. Yeah, I went for a cycle the day I was leaving a few weeks ago. I rented a bike and it's fantastic down there. I stayed in this place called Bentonville, um, which is out near the airport. But They've got unbelievable mountain bike trails and then also like cycling bike paths. And it was a beautiful like blue sky day. And I thought, right, I'm going to get a bike and I'll go out here. And you're looking out the window and all you see is blue sky and sunshine and I went and got a bike, and I had gloves on, but I'll tell you, I thought my fingers were like absolutely f- frozen. <laughs> oh my
1: god! So even with the gloves on? Yes,
0: and it was um... I haven't been so cold in a long time. I came back in the hotel, and I was sitting there, and it—I was so painful, my fingers. Oh my god! Yeah. I mean, anyone who cycles will know this now, but. You know, I was determined to keep going on this bike. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. You're kind of thinking, yeah. you know, I've got to explore more here. I've got to get out.
1: <laughs> i got to see.
0: <laughs> I mean, my hands, I, like I had to stop a few times on this bike ride and put my hands, you know, under my jumper to try and warm up. And then I came back oh and God. it was just the most pain I've been in. Like I couldn't even get in the shower. I couldn't do anything.
1: Oh, I know the I know the pain you're talking about. Like if anybody cycled in the snow on a bike, <laughs> that is that's kind of tingling pain that goes right into the bones. Hilarious that Frank tried to convince you to go to Arkansas on the basis of its warmth. But he was a notorious piss taker, and uh, himself and Marcus O'Sullivan, you described as the Irish mafia back in the day on the on the circuit with you and your protectors back in the day. But that didn't extend to the pranks that they pulled on you on many occasions posing as fake journalists ringing your hotel room. (laughs) How many times would this happen? How many times was it? Because you said Marcus was a bit more serious and that Frank was just all jokes all the time. Uh, Did you ever call out a journalist and say, is this Frank O'Mara? (laughs) It's not. Um,
0: I think I was always on my guard when I was answering the phone. <laughs> I never was sure who I was talking to. And um and, and Jared Hartman was another one. You'd be on his treatment table and he'd be telling you a story and you wouldn't know like if he was telling you the truth or not. And he'd be talking about the others, you know, telling you something about them. <laughs> you would then be, you know, supposed to go back and question them on. But you wouldn't be sure if he was telling you the truth or not. So Yes, I think there was sort of, maybe a couple of people got in trouble a few times when, when the jokes went a bit too far. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, the, like I say, the book does contain like just such an amazing story of, you know, grace and courage and adversity and, you know, dealing with a really difficult illness. A really You know, when life throws you something horrendous and how Frank works his way. Through it and with it. You're going to love it. Go and get it. It's called Frank O'Mara Bend, Don't Break. Now let's get to our questions on the live line from our squad. Talk to Jar on 1850 715 815. First up, Sonia, we have Jimmy McGibney. Hi, Jarth and Sonia. Jimmy McGibney here, just reporting on how things have been going the last couple of weeks. Generally, it's been going well, very uneventful compared with the previous couple of weeks when I had that fall and did the John Tracy Ten Mile in Dungarvan. Um, Before that, I'd been following the plan a little bit loosely because I was focused on Dungarvan, but I've really I uh, followed the plan closely the last couple of weeks and I've really enjoyed it. Really having a, a separate purpose in each run and following what everyone else in the group is doing has been great. One maybe question for Sonia would be about the pace for the long run. I, I totally get it that easy runs should be easy and, you know, hard runs or, or sessions should be harder. And that's where you put the effort in. I'm um, just wondering, should the long run be just as easy paced as the, the other easy runs? Or should there be a pace target or a heart rate target in the long run? Such a good question, isn't it, Sonia?
0: It is because, I mean, it's traditionally it's known as LSD, (laughs) long, slow (laughs) distance. (laughs) And so, yeah, it's like, well, how slow can you go? It varies, you know, and as I was saying before, it can depend on what you've done in the days leading up to the long run. Mm. And generally a long run, the pace will be more specific if you're training for a marathon and you're trying to include some marathon pace in your run. But if it's really just the you know, long run of the week, it's the foundation of what's coming up for the following week and it's also the cap on the previous week. So some people measure their long run the last day of the week or the first day of the week. And so it's really, it's just something that, kind of pulls everything together and and how it does that is how you feel in the long run like if you feel really good then you're kind of fresh and you've balanced your week previous really well Mm. if you're feeling really tired then maybe you've worked pretty hard during the week so I think the pace of your long run has to be influenced by what's gone before rather than coming up
1: yes I'm
0: yeah, and like I said before, you know, if, if you did miss a session in the week or you maybe had a bit of a lighter week because you were busy at work and you couldn't get all your runs in, then the long run, because it's on the weekend, it's often a time for people to capitalize on, you know, getting a little bit extra in, um, maybe increasing the pace. Like you always say, if you do a long run, if you're feeling really good, you know, maintain the nice easy pace, but you might want to pick it up for the last 15 minutes of the run. And that can give you a feeling of tiredness that you will feel in the later stages of a 10-mile race or a half marathon or a marathon <clears throat> when you want to maintain the pace that, that you're doing in the, in the event, um, that you're able to lift when you can see the finish line in sight and increase your pace. You can practice that a little bit in the long run sometimes, but generally a long run is nice, easy, conversational pace.
1: As you said, changing the pace up during that long run is the question that Kira Cullen wants to ask. Let's hear how she got on this week.
2: Hi, yes, Sonia. Hi, Charlotte. Checking in here after my long run for week six. I'm delighted. I missed my long run last week and really needed the confidence boost today of getting it done so got my 30k done got it done solo so that's an even better confidence boost and uh, yeah just delighted so don't think i'd be where i am without i wouldn't call it pressure but it is a push in the right direction without a doubt being part of the squad and it's it's really helping me get my sessions done and i feel now i'm back on track My small question for Sonia would be, I struggle to slow down and change pace Um, mid-run. I find it difficult to speed back up. What would Sonia's tip be to improve? Or is it basically just the fitter I get, the, the more able I will be able to adjust my paces? Thanks so much for everything so far and looking forward to the cove recce next weekend. Thank you. Bye-bye.
0: Um, well, maybe you can go faster in the middle. Then you'll definitely slow down. Mm. But also you can do the faster bit at the end of the run and then just jog a few minutes easy afterwards just as you're warm down. Gotcha. But the mid... Does she mean now like in a session?
1: or? Yeah, I guess she's trying to incorporate a speedy bit in the middle and a speedy bit at the end.
0: Yeah, I mean, you just have to force yourself to do it. I mean, the thing is when when you do a long run, it can be a bit of a drag sometimes, but then when you include a fast bit, you actually run differently when you run faster. So you pick your hips up and you start to run with better form and you actually feel better than when you're running slow. Mm. Then you maintain it. But then I think it becomes a bit of a mental thing like, okay, I've picked the pace up here. I feel great. I don't want to slow down now because my average is going to be really good. So I think you're just fooling yourself and you're saying that you can't slow down, but you really can. I think you're just (laughs) kind of thinking this is going to look really good on Strava when I'm home now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Tina said this to me the other day that, uh, you know, she was one of those people that was massively inspired by you and you know, what you did and when she was going through tough times, you know, seeing you grit it out, like gut it out. And definitely over the last three years, you have said to me a bunch of times, just don't think about it. (laughs) It was not something I was good at. So on today's long run, you had mentioned before that maybe I was expending an awful lot of silly energy uh, in Dublin and at other races, Waving to people, saying hello to people, recording on my phone, (laughs) making phone calls, (laughs) you know, stupid stuff. So today I was like, head down. Let's see if we just do not concentrate on anything other than the run and see if you can actually just lock in to the pace and keep going. That all went great, right? That definitely helped. I found the first 19 kilometers of the run so much easier when I didn't have any beeps. I didn't have any music, literally just the birds and the the insane traffic of mead. But when I hit the hills at uh there's there's a massive hill at kilometer twenty of this long run. Uh oh, the wheels came off. Like I I think I was doing my easy pace, but I just I definitely hit the wall. Now I gutted it out and I got through it. I, Did I get that? Like, if you know there's hills in your long run, are you better off putting them at the start? Or like, did I make a bad calculation there by leaving those hills to the end of it? And if I'd run the loop the other way around, it would have been a lot easier.
0: But you weren't going at a fast pace. You were just going at a normal pace.
1: Well, I was including the speedy stuff. Like, I was switching it up from 5.40 to 5-minute pace for 10 minutes in the middle of the run. And directly after that bit in the middle, that was when the hills happened. So it might have been just the double whammy of it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I suppose when you're looking for an easy bit and then all of a sudden the road starts to go up a hill.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're that is exactly gonna, what happened to me.
0: You're not going to feel very good. You know, you're going to be oh. But I think you just have to accept it and you just have to slow down and just get mm. up the hill. I mean, a hill is hard. Where do you go and? fast or slow up it and you're still getting benefit you know you you're moving your legs in that you know getting up the hill mm. way that requires extra effort it requires you to lift your legs up and move your arms better and if by doing that then you take away the actual you know hatred of the hill <laughs> you kind of attack it to <laughs> you know a bit like um pinocchio you know we were fred flint last week this week this week we're pinocchio and just imagine there's somebody up there pulling your arms and your legs up you know and lifting you up the hill
1: yeah yeah look the visualization works uh we have more questions on this speed work Um a question uh about the, from adele buckley who did a pb and can sail we'll have Uh, Brian Lunny Rafe Cunningham Sandra Busteed Mary Vanderloo and Han Vanderloo in touch in the second half of the show but before we go we of course have a huge prize to give away to the early bird entrance for the Cove 10 miler Sonia what a prize this is is it two nights or three nights at the Vota five star resort it's actually one night (laughs) (laughs) not two not three one night. <laughs> so
0: we, wanted, we wanted to spread it across more than one person.
1: Okay, right. So we have a few winners. Two
0: prizes. Two prizes. and Two. Um, it was drawn out yesterday. The closing date was one day this week, the 25th, I think it was, or 24th, whatever day was the closing date. The line was drawn <laughs> under all the entries that were in. Yeah. And down in Ballymore Cove, they had a draw and two names that came out of the hat. And now these two people, I can't find them on Inst- on um, Strava. So if they're out there, they might lift their hand up and say hello. Um, they may not be on Irishmen Running Abroad, but they will be notified directly by the club this week, actually. Um, of course they so-
1: listen to Irishmen Running Abroad, Signing. Come on, let's be well, real. if they don't, they better. <laughs> <hand>. Everyone listen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And
0: anyone out there who knows them <laughs> can tell them before they get the official email. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: So the name names are... Helen Fitzpatrick I have no idea where she's from uh, Where she lives But she's got the prize (laughs) of staying She's
1: going to FOTA
0: FOTA Island And she can choose if she wants to stay there the night before The night after or whenever she likes And Leona Roach
1: Congratulations ladies You are heading to FOTA The five star resort And I believe there are still a couple of rooms available there If you haven't booked your hotel For Cove and the first weekend in April, I'm getting very excited for the race, Sonia. Um, We'll talk a little bit more about that in the second half too. Congratulations and thanks to Ballymore Cove AC for uh, arranging that, and of course, Fota for the prize. We'll talk to you over on Patreon.com forward slash Irishman Abroad for the rest of our chat.
2: One of the keys to like maintaining your brain mass is pushing past that comfortable zone physically you know exercise wise for the
1: first time in his life imagine you know a world where everybody could go out the door and engage in the kind of exercise that is going to make them more relaxed more healthy
2: burn off stress